unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. And please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of the Misfit Nation? Kiss, wait a minute. The Misfits for Life of the Kick-Ass Nation. Now, the Misfit Nation is my brother, Jason Cisneros. We got similarities, but the Misfits for Life of the Kick-Ass Nation. Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show. You are here Tuesday night, 7 p.m. We are live on the video cast, broadcasting out to YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and all sorts of such other places. My brain is all wired and fired because I'm excited for our guests tonight. But before we jump into that, just want to thank you guys for being here, whether you're live or on the replay. I know you guys watch this. Appreciate you guys. And also, I know we are on podcast. We are now in 10 countries, 10 countries, ladies and gentlemen. We're growing exponentially. So I appreciate you guys for tuning in and sharing this out. We're in Germany. We're in Finland. We're in Australia. We're in India. We're all over the place. So thank you guys wherever you're tuning in. And if you want to get the podcast, all you got to do is just go in and type Ron and scripted podcast. You'll find us on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, all the places where you digest your podcast. We would love for you to go out there and check us out. Take us along with you. We've got, uh, I think today we are on show number. We've been doing this since I think January of 2019. And uh, this particular show is 171 of the Raw and Unscripted show. So we appreciate you guys being here. So go back and check out some of those earlier episodes. It wasn't on videocast, but the content was still awesome. And I just love doing this every single week with you guys. You guys, I know I do it here on Raw and Unscripted. And I also do it on the Unfiltered Experience. And I'm going to be doing another podcast here pretty soon with my buddies, The Visioneering Five. That's a little sneak peek. The Visioneering Five, that's going to be coming to a podcast near you. That's all I can tell you about it right now because we're in the development stage, but it's going to be impactful for you parents out there who are trying to raise some young boys and young men and you want to give them some life skills. That's all I'm going to say. Shut up, Chris. Shut up, Chris. So anyways, welcome, welcome, welcome. We got Ray in the house. We got kick-ass Ray. What's going on, Ray? He says, Misfits for Life. I appreciate you, brother, wherever you're calling in from. appreciate you. We got Robert Broker in the house. What's going on, Robert? He says, greetings and salutations, Christopher, Ray, and me. Hi, me. We got Christopher Kaysen in the house, my brother from uh, that I met in Chicago. And he goes, oh, hi there. I think hi there or something like that. Um, I don't speak uh, Latin, but I think that might be Latin. But anyways, thank you, Chris, for joining us. Hope you uh, hope your neighbor is gone and you're enjoying some peaceful nights again. It's crazy when you live in apartments and you got to deal with neighbors. I don't miss that shit for nothing. So thank you very much to owning my own house. But uh, thank you, Chris, for being here. I appreciate you guys. And as always, we're going to do a little public service announcement. For my buddies over at HelpHealHumanity.org, my friends, Serena Buffalino, as you guys know, I'm on the board of directors for this amazing organization. We're all over the world. We're impacting lives and we need your help. So here's my ask. If you get value out of this particular show, if you get value out of the stuff that I provide you with Ron and Scripted, with anything that I do on social media, here's my ask. If you can, if you could donate five bucks, please go to HelpHealHumanity.org and donate five bucks. If you can do donate a little bit more and put a little note in there and say, hey, Chris, inspire me. I want to go out there and help other people. We would appreciate you. Right now we have a $100,000 campaign going on because we're sending kids to school. Now, we're not sending kids to school here in the United States because kids can go to school. We're sending kids to school in the country of Haiti in one of the hardest hit places in Haiti. Not only are we sending kids to school, we're also feeding them three times a week. And if you know anything about Haiti, the political instability and everything else that's going on there, we need your help, right? And some people will sit there and ask me, what, Chris, you know, people here in the United States need help. Here's what I got to say to that. I'm being nice, but we have so many opportunities here to help ourselves, to go out there, to go to Google, to go to YouTube, to go out and ask for resources through our government and AIDS and whatnot. Those guys in, in Haiti, they don't have shit. I mean, a tarp is like a condominium to them. So we're out there helping those in need and, and creating a ripple effect so that they can go and help their own country. That's what we do here at the Ron and Scripted Show. So if I provide you value, and I know I do, if I don't, then please turn the channel. Go to helphealhumanity.org and we appreciate you. Let me know that you did that so I could take care of you. Maybe give you a coaching session or something like that, depending on what you donate. I'd love to do that for you and just say thanks. So there's my commercial. That's the only commercial you get in the Ron and Scripted Show because I keep it commercial free just to give you guys the content. Grow your mind, expand your confidence, and get you the fuck out of your own way. That's what's up right now. And I'm fired up tonight because we got a great guest coming on. 
But another thing I want to tell you about, um, because I would be uh, remiss if I didn't, I've got my group coaching program by popular demand. It starts September 19th. Um, it's for only 10 people. We got two seats already filled, so we need eight more people. It starts September 19th. It's a six-month program. If you go to noexcusescoach.com and you check out the group coaching tab on there, you'll see all the details. You see every week, 24 weeks, we have a particular topic that I will be teaching you on. We're going to be doing hot seats. we got a private Facebook community where we're going to be able to talk uh, during the week. You get a coaching session with me at the beginning, you get a coaching session with me in the middle, and you get a coaching session with me at the end. That alone is worth the investment. My time with you, let's make sure this happens. You got group accountability. You're going to come out of this a different person. So that's my commercial for myself. Go check out the group coaching page. And with that, what's going on, beautiful people? Um, Ray is over here commenting. He's putting all my stuff up there. Appreciate your brother. So there it is. No excuses, coach.com. And truth be told, I used to be promoting Christopher but we had a problem with the website. So now I'm promoting no excuses, coach.com. It's the same thing, but a little bit different branding. So we appreciate you guys for checking that out. And now here's the thing I want to invite you ask questions during this episode, engage with us as you guys are already doing. Cause my guest tonight, He's an amazing dude. I've had the opportunity to work with him in Chicago. We went to the Power We event together and we emceed the event. He, myself, and also Tracy Randolph, who was a recent guest here, they were the main stage MCs, and I was the, I was the MC for the at-home audience, and we developed a connection. He's been uh, just an amazing soul in watching him grow. He's a young dude, but he's got a lot of impact and a lot of fire. So please welcome to the show Mr. Daniel Echeverria. Dano, what's up, brother? How are you doing tonight, man? I got it. I'm doing absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Chris. I appreciate it. You, yeah, no worries. You don't have to thank me. This is just going to be me and you sitting in a bar, sitting in a coffee shop, singing in a karaoke place, singing our brains out, um, just having a good time, man. So I appreciate you being here. And I just want to jump right into the thick of it. I want to ask you this question. I'm going to ask you this question. A lot of people lately have been telling me they're doing the best they can. Chris, I'm doing the best I can. And so I ask them what their best is. I'm curious from a man of your stature and the things you've accomplished and the mindset that you've developed, how do you know when you are doing your best? Uh, I, I think you have a feeling. Okay, so I, everything that you're going to hear uh, me talk about today is going to be about energy, emotions, and feelings. So I feel like when you have this negative feeling, that just means that you aren't in alignment. And alignment could mean that you're not doing everything that you need to do. It could be, um, you know, you're thinking about thoughts, you're engaging in that and the activities that you're not supposed to be doing. So you kind of have that GPS or that moral compass inside of you to say, okay, let's say if you're not, you know, you're supposed to edit for me. I know like I'm supposed to edit videos. So let's just use that as an example. I know I'm supposed to be editing five videos, but instead I'm going out clubbing or I'm hanging out with friends or I'm doing things that I'm not supposed to be doing besides that project. Even though you're doing those things at the forefront of your mind, you're probably not having fun in those environments anyway because you know you have a task and a duty to be doing whatever it is that you're doing. So I think your emotion is the ultimate indicator to understand, okay, well, you know, that's probably not where I'm supposed to be. And I think it might be a misalignment issue. Nice. So what you're talking to me about is values. How do you, how do you, how do you designate what your values are? Have you done that values exercise where you're like, these are what my values and these are my non-negotiables? Uh, you know, I haven't done it. I haven't sat down and, and written on paper. I'm going to be completely honest. But I, I think that, you know, we, we, we know. We know what we're supposed to be doing at that time. I mean, if you're supposed to be, you know, let's say like meditation is ultimately a, a non-negotiable for me. Just to give you an example. So just before I came on the show, I actually did my, my meditation. And that's just something that it is. it just makes like, it's my favorite part of the day. So when you have something like that, that you know it just needs to, for whatever benefit, it may be monetary benefit, it may be spiritual benefit, emotional benefit, whatever it is, if you know that that's a high ticket item, and truck, I don't, I don't need, I don't need to sit here to tell you or your viewers, yo, you need to be doing X, Y, Z, because you already know what you need to be doing in that time and moment. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. And I didn't know we we're going to go down the meditation route, but I want to ask you this. It's funny how we say, we always want to say, we, I want to ask you this, but then we go and ask it, right? It's yeah, the crazy shit that we say. So I want to ask you this. Um, but speaking of meditation, I'm new to meditation. I've been meditating now for probably about three or four years. And and I've always said like, oh my God, meditation is so hard for me. And I don't get to this, this, this place that everybody talks about. I still do it. And I still go through that process. Talk to us maybe about some ways for people like myself who struggle with meditating and quieting our brain down. What are some of the things that work for you to quiet your brain down? 
So I, I'm going to say this just to start off. Three or four years is not new to meditation. I thought you were going to say like, oh, three or four months, or three or four days. Man, could give yourself you know, a pat on the back because that's a long time. And I know you can talk about when you first started your meditation back to like tracing it to now, you know, how much you evolved. And that's I think that's what you need to, um, you know, really give yourself some credit for. But in order to quiet your mind, there's just so many things that, you know, we're programmed to think about. Okay, um, you know, I have to pay some bills or I have to take my kid here or I have to eat or I have to go to the gym or whatever it may be. The point of meditation is not to get to a place. The point of meditation is to silence your mind. So even if you don't experience anything, that's still a good thing because if you're vibrating at a high frequency, right, and you're silencing your mind, you're not thinking about anything negative, you're just being in that moment of time and you're breathing. And that's the world. I mean, when you have that peace and that solidarity and, you know, inside of yourself, that's everything. So in order to quiet your mind, there's so many different things. Like, you know, you can get noise canceling headphones, number one. And a lot of people like to say, you know, the health problems down the line with that, but that's all noise. I don't really pay attention to that. I use it in order to block out my, you know, my outside. Um, you know, for me, I have an air conditioner. I make sure that the air conditioner is turned off. Make sure that all the lights are turned off. Um, another thing too is to make sure, look at where you're doing it, wherever it is in your day. If you know that you have kids, I know you do. I know I don't. But you know, if you know that you have to share a household with somebody. Make sure you do it very early in the morning, very late at night, so nobody's bothering you to give people these chances in order to um, interrupt you. And I'll give you one more: is I use an app. I use a uh, Sync Tuition, and I just Sync Tuition. Sync Tuition, yeah. Oh, I haven't heard um, that one yet. I've yeah, heard of Headspace um, and mindfulness, but yeah. Sync Tuition, okay. Yeah, so those are the three things, man. Just make sure you're doing it at the right time of day. Um, get some noise canceling headphones, and just don't. You know, put yourself in an environment that, you know, you're going to have peace and quiet. Make sure, you know, I use my phone, so I put it on Do Not Disturb, um, and I put it on low battery mode in case I'm on low battery to make sure that it, you know, that it, that it lasts. So those are just some of the things that I do to make sure that nothing can bother me. Nice, nice. Thank you for that. We got we got some more people in the, in the house. We got Christopher says here, goes, meditation is to be here. Absolutely, 100%. We got some. We got Ray saying, uh, giving us a smiley face. Hello. We got uh, a new person in the house. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. Lou Echiramos. Uh, it says Dano. Thank you for being here. Um, we got Lancelot in the house. Uh, a brand new friend today. It says Balance. Appreciate you for being here. One of the things that I know to be true about you, Dano, is you're driven. You're very on point. You're very clear about what it is that you want to accomplish in this world. Where did that come from? Where did that drive? Where did that clarity at such a young age come from? Uh, so I didn't always have this. Obviously, it was um, a buildup of a few different things. Uh, number one is when I got introduced into the law of attraction. That's when I started to go down this route of this positivity and really direction, like you said. Um, before I would do the, you know, what a normal 22, because this has only been a few years, like the same amount of time that you've been meditating is when I found my direction in my life, actually three or four years. Um, so I can tell you, uh, I was doing what a normal 22 year old in college would do. I would just go party on the weekends. I would go to the gym. I would have a job, rinse and repeat and over and over again. And it's when I, I really decided to be of service to other people is when I started to find the value in everything and, and within myself. And once you experience that first gift of giving something to somebody, whether it's time, whether it's monetary or whatever it is, you start to try to, you know, develop that. Into, I know for me, I try to develop that into as big as possible. And then that's when the show came about right here as well. Um, and with the show, it's just been just a rocket launch of just a networking, like meeting somebody like you and just learning so many different ideas and everything. Um, it's when I first got introduced to the law of attraction, number one, uh, to answer your question in bullet points. And then number two is when I found a coach. I mean, I didn't have any direction. I didn't have, you know, too many people in my life. Like, shout out to my mom and my brother because they would always keep me in, in line. But, you know, somebody from outside of the household just to say, yo, this is what you need to be doing. And you need to just make sure that you're on your shit. Because if not, you're not going to explore the life or learn the soul lessons that you need in order to get to that next level. So always get a coach as well. Nice. Thank you for that plug. Um, so speaking of the law of attraction, for somebody who may not be familiar with it or think about The Secret, you know, the, the, the movie The Secret was a big thing. The, the book was a big thing. I have some issues with some of the stuff in there. For you, what was, the, what was that learning process like? What was like the law of attraction in a nutshell for you? I. Uh, Man, it, it's still a learning process. I'm not going to say I know everything right now. Uh, but when you start to see certain things happen in your life 
that you think about, whether it's good or bad, it does happen. There are so many signs that are showing you constantly. Everything that you do think about is 100% what happens to you in your life. It may not be now, it may not be a week from now or five years from now, but it will come back to you. And the biggest way that, I, or the biggest example that I, I can tell you is I always wanted, you know, growing up, I always wanted to travel the world to get paid for it. And whatever that, had, like, that was just it. And I didn't have any pre-recollection of the, or I didn't have any acknowledgement with the law of attraction. So I said, okay, I just want to travel the world. I want to get paid for it. And actually what I'm doing with E360 TV, uh, we go around and do, we live stream events. You know, you, we were there at the, um, the Power of Week. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So um, that's what I'm doing right now in my life, which is absolutely amazing. And it was only like maybe last month that I actually put the two together to say, wow, I always wanted to do this. And now I am able to do this as well. Mm. Um, so just look at, just looking at certain things that, that happened in my life. Like I'm going to show you one more thing as well. Um, you know, I'm a, a producer for the network. So, you know, having my own television show. Well. So having physical things inside of your world does actually help you, you know, get to that. Get to yeah, that it, it does. It does. Here's a crazy story. I haven't told very often. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a visual person. So I like vision boards and back at our other house, we lived there and we had a vision board that was out in the main room and I had a pool at my house, but it was like a plane pool. It was like just, you know, regular concrete coping. And I was like, man, one day I want like a tropical looking pool. I want these cool, like jagged rocks that, and I just want it to look like totally tropical. And so we were looking at houses. We were looking at, at renting that one and looking at other houses and going to different places. My mandatory thing was I have to have a pool. So that it, it drew down the amount of houses that we could really look at. My wife was like, is that a deal breaker? I'm like, yeah, it's a deal breaker. I'm a Pisces. Water calms me. We looked at this house and we loved the house. We looked at other houses. We came back to this one. It was, it was a foreclosure. It had been empty for a year and a half. We were concerned. The pool was completely empty. Fast forward, we're sitting in the backyard, you know, a few months later, and I'm staring at the pool and I'm just like, and it's got a waterfall out of the jacuzzi. It's got waterfalls out of the side of the pool and there's palm trees around it. And I was sitting there. I'm like, why does this look, why does this fucking look familiar? I'm like, why? And then I go back and I never put that vision board up. I had it still, you know, we were freshly moved in. We we're trying to find a spot for it. And I go back and I look at the picture it was out of a magazine. It was just, I just tore it out and I put it up there. I said, I want a pool like that one day. And I went and took the picture and I looked in the backyard. It was nearly identical. Now, my mind was blown. I was like, I knew the law of attraction. I knew visualization worked, but something about when I walked in this house, there was something like, yes, this is the house, even though it had all these things that we needed to work on. But ultimately that picture matched that. And I was just like, okay, there's some powerful shit here right now. Yeah. So, um, so thank you for sharing that. Oh, we got, we got your buddy in the house. We got our buddy in the house, Lauren Harris. What's up, Lauren? Good to see you, brother. Power of we absolutely, absolutely. So when I think about, when I think about, you know, the things that we've learned in our life, and I know you're, you're, you're keen on this, talk to us about like a huge failure in your life, because we know that if we got the right perspective, we know that failures are stepping stones to what's next. And then we can learn from those failures. Talk to us about a particular quote unquote failure in your life and what you learned out of that. What was like the valuable lesson that you learned about that and how you've applied it in your life since then? Okay. So that's the answer is real easy. Oh, let me, there's so many things, but the biggest recent example I can use is school. So that's actually when I made the decision to stop going to school, which I thought was a fail or failure. Um, that's how everything came about. And that's what, you know, kind of opened the portal for everything to come through. Uh, so I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory. So my brother that you see on here, Lou Etorimo, shout out to him and my mom are real big in the school. So my mom got her master's degree from Rutgers University um, for social work. And then my brother was actually uh, he, like the past two years that he was in college, he was dean's list for his university. So then you have these two people that are here, you know, my family, and they're like, wow, you're just so, so just crushing it, crushing it. And then there's me where I was in college, where I went to community and I did well. And it, it, when I went to Rome University, I absolutely hated it. I mean, I, I hated it. I, I don't like to use that word a lot, but I, I just really didn't like it. So I didn't like what, what, did, what did you hate about it? What did you hate about it? Uh, so I didn't like the students. I didn't like the teachers. I didn't like the curriculum. Uh, just the fact that I can drive to school really bothered me, too, because I want to live on campus. Um, another thing was the culture of the school where people just drive to school and go back home. You know, there wasn't really much room for networking. I mean, it's, from my perspective, you know, I played basketball, which I talked to a lot of kids about and just meeting new people there. But it just it wasn't for me. So what I thought was a failure at the time was me, like, you know, not getting the best grades that I could. I actually stopped going in my last semester halfway through because I just didn't like it so much. But it was when that failure that I thought I was going through, but I just needed to do it. That's when everything come, came about. The show, 
uh, being a producer for the television network, uh, meeting you, speaking on stages, all of these great things. And actually, even the law of attraction came when I made that, you know, well, the idea to it. That's when it came when I made that decision to stop going to school. So I, I think that was it for me, which is an absolute blessing. in this, uh, It was a blessing in disguise. And I'm just so glad I made that decision. That is awesome. You trusted your gut. I mean, what I'm hearing you say is you had a whisper and you're like, okay, even though other people in my family and my life have been successful going to school, that is my, that is my wheelhouse. So you trusted your gut and you jumped. I mean, I talk a lot about on this show, the fact that, you know, oftentimes we're comparing ourselves to other people and comparison is the enemy of success. We have to rock our freak, freak flag. That's what I teach people how to do. And what you're saying is you're like, there's something bigger out there meant for me. And you took that leap and you're like, irregardless of what people say for me um, and everything else, what was the repercussion of that? How did your family respond when you're like, you know what, I'm not, I'm just, it's not for me. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do the thing I want to do. I want to travel the world. I want to, you know, produce TV shows and everything else. What was the, what was the, the feedback that you got from your family? Were they supportive? Uh, yes, for the most part. I was actually surprised because I was so scared. I mean, I was petrified. I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to bring this up to my family. Like, what, what am I going to say? Are they even going to support me? Luckily, they were supportive, which was the exact opposite of what I thought. Because, like I said, I was conditioned to think, or I was just telling myself that story. Like, they're not going to approve it. Whatever, whatever. Um, and actually, we made a negotiation. So this may be, for somebody watching that may be in, in you know, my age in college, here's a, a little plan that you probably give, you know, somebody in your family as well, if you're in the same boat that I was, uh, we actually made a negotiation that I would only take one year off from school. So it was in that year, I was like, okay, well, I got to figure out what I'm going to do because I'm definitely not going back to that place. Uh, so we made a compromise. So it was take one year off. And if nothing were to happen, if I was doing the same stuff, then I would have to go back. Nice, nice. And no regrets? Oh, no. I wouldn't be here <laughs> talking to you right now if that were the case. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. So when I think about life and I think about, you know, some of the reasons why I'm where I'm at, it's because the mentors and the coaches that I've had in my life, tell us like, you know, two or three pieces of advice that really have shifted your belief about yourself and what it is that you can accomplish in this world. Uh, so the two pieces of advice that I can give to somebody right now is number one, you are not a product of your environment. So for me, I grew up in the hood, which is Camden, New Jersey, uh, one of the hardest places to grow up to in the entire United States. Um, you know, a lot of crime, a lot of drugs, all the things that are associated with that. Um, and you don't have to become that. So if you're in a place that, you know, there may be violence or whatever, you don't have to become that, number one. And number two, you don't have to be a prisoner of your past. I feel like a lot of people mope around and they don't have that, uh, you know, they just, they identify with what happened to them 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Yo, leave that in the past. Like, that's not, that's not now. Live in the now. Or don't even live in the future either. Just make sure that you're not a victim of your past. And number two is you don't have to be a product of your environment. Nice. So why do you think people choose to stay stuck in their past? I mean, that's one of the main reasons why people come to me for coaching is they're like, they're just stuck. They're either comfortably miserable or they're just plain safe or certain. What do you think are some reasons why people choose to stay in that victim mindset? I think it's because that's what they're familiar with. And when it comes to the unknown, we're not really sure what's going to happen in the unknown. So we don't even want to take the chance. So Chris, if I were to tell you, let's, let's use it as a real life example, and we're going to kind of diminish it, but the, the point still remains the same. So I said, yo, Chris, outside of your house right now, there's some, a, a big gift for you. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's huge and it may change your life. And you're like, wow, well, you know, I don't, I don't know if I should go out there. So what I'm going to do is I'm, you're familiar with your environment right now with your two guitars and your studio. So you're probably not even going to go out there. And I don't even have to say that it's a good thing. I could just say there's a, there's a, there's a package outside. And then with that mystery, a lot of people don't jump into it. And I think when it comes to fear as well, some people's fears are just so great that they can't break it because they're just so petrified of whether it's the unknown um, they just like to be in content, like they're fine with where they're at, or they don't really see themselves as a high value figure that they deserve more of whatever they're going through. Mm -hmm. It's so true. I mean, it really is. We're wired for safety and security and survival. That's what our brain is wired for. And that we have to overcome those, those beliefs and those past conditioning situations that we've been through. So tell me, what is your fear? What are your fears in life? Uh, so the only thing that I can fear right now, and I'll tell you straight up is that uh, not accomplishing everything that I want that I want to accomplish, and the reason I'm going to say that is because I, I like put in so much work and I put in so much energy and passion into everything that I do, just to make sure, um, you know, 
Like that, that's the only thing that I'm really scared about. And I know it's not going to happen. I know everything that I want, I'm going to achieve it. Uh, so there's not really too many things that I fear. I mean, you know, I, I really don't even fear like death. I don't think that's something to be scared about. But that's a, a topic for a whole nother story. But it would just be not, you know, achieving anything it is that I want to achieve. And not, you know, respecting myself to give myself the confidence to say, yo, whatever it is in this life, like I can do whatever it is that I want. And, you know, yeah, it's just those are my fears. <laughs> I love it, brother. This is such a fire conversation. Um, it's, uh, we got Jacqueline Rose in the house. She goes, Dano, you could help the young guys get out of the hood and help them make something of themselves. That is absolutely true, Jacqueline. And let's just talk about that. We we met at the Power We. We met through Lauren Michaels Harris, who's on here. So why are you involved with the Power We? What is it for you that you want to accomplish with the youth of America? Well, I think that that event was absolutely amazing, first uh, first and foremost. Uh, hats off to Lauren. Hats off to you as well for, you know, operating the at-home audience. That was absolutely fire when I was looking Thank at you. all the, uh, the video footage. But I think that resonated so much with me because I was one of those kids in there. I grew up in the inner city and going to an event like that, I remember going to school and we would have assembly days and I would be like, man, this, this stuff is corny. Like, I, I don't want to do none of this. Yeah. And I wanted to be that change to say, yo, this stuff that – we learned back then, I mean, we didn't have an event like that uh, specifically. And I think that's why what drew me to it is because it's really one of its kind. And to help these kids understand whatever it is that you're going through, you don't have to turn to the streets. You don't have to sell drugs to make money. You don't have to be an NBA player or sports figure in order to have an impact on the lives. I mean, yeah, it, it does help and they have a bigger scale. But who's to say that you can't build that on your own? That's exactly what I'm doing right now. Um, so mm -hmm. I really want to help. I want to be that example to these kids to help them understand, you know, I didn't have a father, a father figure growing up in my life. I mean, my, my older brother, thank God he was there to lead me on the right path because without him, I, who knows where I would have been. And a lot of th another side bit too, is that, you know, when it comes to older siblings, all the younger siblings follow the older ones. So if they're going to do everything that's negative and the, the siblings, the younger siblings are going to follow as well. So I really wanted to, to be that, role model not for like to say not for like the praise but just to be an example to say hey if i did it then you can do it too yeah i mean i'm right there with you dude because when i thought about my situation from being homeless and, and being on the streets and dropping out of the seventh grade doing drugs being in gangs stealing doing all sorts of shit, two failed suicide attempts when I came through that, when I finally made that determination sitting in that motel like fuck, i'm gonna get out of here either in a pine box or in the back of a squad car making that leap and jumping and trusting my gut and trusting my vision of what it is that I could see in my life. Once I got through all that, you know, it was, it was like, what can I do with all this? Right. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to refer back to my past in a negative way. How can I take all this and package it up and, and make an impact in the world? And that's when I decided to coach. That's when I, you know, ultimately said, I want to go back and I want to talk to kids like me and be able to say, Hey, here's the, here's the situation I've been through. I've been down and out and wanted to kill myself. And, and, you know, honestly didn't want to live, thought I was a piece of shit, thought I was stupid based on the things that I, the people I hung around based on the stuff that my mom had told me. And then ultimately when I got to go back to the seventh grade, school that I dropped out of and talk to those seventh and eighth grade kids that electrified me to be able to sit there and look at these kids. And I, the, the thing that fucking blew my mind, honestly, Dano, is when I walked in there, I walked in the gymnasium, I'd driven by the school a bunch of times. I'd seen it, but I'd never been on campus since the day I walked off campus. And I didn't know that was going to be my last day at school. I walked home and found out we were getting evicted from our house and I had to pack my shit and we had to, you know, that's when we moved into the station wagon. But to be able to go back and see those kids, I was shocked at how little they were. Because I immediately went from being a 13 year old kid to being this adult guy, you know, helping my mom, you know, take care of the animals and being on the streets and having to survive. And I, so I was shocked at these kids, but being able to walk out of that gymnasium after speaking to seventh and eighth grade class, sharing with them my story, and then having them walk up to me and like, can I give you a hug, sir? I'm living in a motel right now, sir. I'm work. I'm, I'm living at Olive Press Children's Foundation, which is a place that I support. They're at risk kids that are out of foster care. They're not old enough to be on their own, but they, they got a place to stay. That really fired me up to be able to sit there and say, okay, I've been through this shit and now I can help other people go through it as well. So that's a big passion of mine. And that's kind of like my why. Now, obviously my son is my why as well. So talk to us about what your why is. Why is Dano here? What, what is your mission in the world? And then I'm going to jump into what you do with your TV show. Yeah. So I, I think the mission and the reason why I'm doing everything is kind of the same thing. I mean, I, I really want people, I sound like a broken record to not be a product of their environment. It's like what Jacqueline Rose said. Uh, I know that she just commented. Sorry, I cheated. I can see the comments over here. Oh, I know. 
said you got to get to the kids before the gangs get to them. And that's exactly what it is. Um, just to be able to, to provide a support system for these kids that need it. I mean, they may not have it within their homes. And luckily I did. But even even with like the, the rich side of, of the towns and even the poor side of the towns, it's really all about what goes on in the inner household. So if I'm able to help these kids inside their households, if nobody is there to help them out, then I'm doing my job. And, you know, I've never had that guidance from a male figure in my life. So I want to help kids understand that, number one, you can do it within yourself. You don't have to look to all these other people, that everything that you need is really inside of you. Yes, I love that. And you were, you're just like me. You were raised by a single mom. I've met your mom. She's an amazing person, Jeanette. Um, Jeanette, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like having a, a blank for a second. I'm like, is it Danette or Jeanette? I know a Danette and a Jeanette. Yeah. Your mom's amazing. Talk to us about that. You know, what is your relationship with your mom like? And what are maybe a couple of things that she's really instilled in you over the years that you really thank her for? Oh, uh, man, that's a whole <laughs> other episode too. Like I said before, um, there was just, our relationship is absolutely amazing. I mean, she helps me get my mind right and to stay on track with everything, even still to this day, just to make sure that I'm not doing things that I'm not supposed to be doing or not messing up. Um, some of the things growing up, though, that she really helped instill in me is, is number one, you got to learn how to choose your friends at a very young age, because if you hang around the wrong crowd, then bad things are going to happen to you as well. So always be mindful of the people that you're hanging out with and choosing your friends as well. And there's a quote that I always say, you pr I probably said it when you were on the show, um, is uh, if you hang around five millionaires, you're going to be the six. But if you hang around, you know, five negative people, you're just going to uh, develop that energy as well. And that is ultra important. So that's that. Um, number two is that misery loves company as well. And I remember that was a quote that Amen. came out when you were interviewing me. Um, always, if, if there's somebody out there that's going through a rough patch, what they want to try to do, you have to be weary of what other people are going to try to do to you as well. Um, you know, they're going to just try to bring you down, especially you probably experienced that too, where you have to go and you're doing something and it's like a crabs in a barrel effect. As soon as you try to get out, they try to pull you back down. Um, and the ultra number one favorite thing that she helped instill to me is, it's going to sound so corny, but it's so true. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me. Don't let other people's uh, values or opinions or all this other stuff, uh, you know, get, don't feed into that noise and try to trip up anything that you have going on inside of you. Words are just words. They're just literally hot air coming out of somebody's mouth. Um, and I think that's a huge piece of information that a lot of people don't know because I I think that a lot of people like fall into a bad space because they listen to too many people of what's going on outside of them versus believing in themselves and listening to their own voice. Yes, yes, that is so paramountly true. You know, it's funny when you were mentioning that, Dano. I thought back when I when I got out of that motel and I, I I moved into an apartment with five guys. It was five of us trying to make it in a two bedroom apartment, and I got around this guy named Bill White. He was the father of this girl I was dating, and I had long hair, smoked cigarettes, drank. I was 18 years old. I wasn't in school. I was living with guys. You know, I I was like, you know, I was, and she was like, you know, former prom queen. So it was like, you know, the whole other side of the tracks kind of thing. And I thought she's like, oh, my my parents want to meet you, and I'm like, oh fuck! As soon as they meet me, they're gonna be like, uh, you can't date this guy. And this guy was just absolutely amazing. Their family is amazing. I'm still I'm still a part of their family to this day, even though we've been divorced since 1994. Um, but he saw in me something I didn't see in myself. And he was like, you know, Christopher, you thought about going back to school. And I'm like, uh, Mr. White, are you crazy? You know, I'm not, I, there's no way I can go back to high school. Now I've lived an entire life that these kids are never going to live. He's like, no, 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 you don't have to do that. You can go back and get this GED thing. And I'm like, what the hell is a GED? It's like a general equivalency diploma. I'm like, uh, I'm sure. And this was before the internet. So I had to go home, pick up the phone, punch in the numbers and find a school to be able to do this. So I had to do the work. Ultimately, I went there and I really thought that there was no way I'm going to be able to make this up there. I'm going to be in school for like six years to be able to make up a four year degree in high school. Ultimately, I took the test and it took me like six or seven weeks to be able to do it. It was pretty amazing. And I went back and I showed him the piece of paper and he's like, well, have you thought about college? And I'm like, what do you want from me, dude? Are you serious? And so I decided I was going to go to college, but I went back and I told my friends this. I said, they said, you know, what, what are you doing, Mr. Smarty Pants? You know, are you going to leave us behind? And just all this negative bullshit. I'm like, listen, guys, I don't want to work fucking three jobs for the rest of my life and eat ketchup sandwiches, which literally we were. We'd take bread and put ketchup on it. That was our, that was our food sometimes. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. I want something better for my life. And those guys were trying to drag me down. They were like, oh, you know, this, that, and the other thing. You're just trying to be better than us. And to your point, Dano, 
I didn't let any of that shit affect me. Actually, it, it fueled me up. It was like, you know what? Fuck all you guys. And I'm going to continue to rock my life. And the God's honest truth is one of the guys that I highly respected, he wound up in a Nevada state prison. He was in prison for like 15 years. Um, one guy got hooked on cocaine, nearly died of an overdose. And the list goes on and on. We actually got reunited probably about 10 years ago when one of our, our dear friends wound up in the hospital. So three of us got together and they were like, Chris, you know, how did you make it? And I'm like, I just stopped listening to people. And I just had a vision in my mind that I could go from being a seventh grade homeless dropout, living with a mom with psychiatric disorders and shit like that, to ultimately earning a master's degree and living my life and going out there and impacting the world. Right. And they were just like, wow, dude, that's amazing. So we all have that power in within ourselves. And if one thing I know that you and I want to get across to the people tonight is the fact that don't let those words impact you. Don't let people's other negative opinions about you impact you. Don't, and more importantly, don't let your own self-talk impact you. Don't sit there and say, I'm stupid or I'll never amount to anything. Change the way you talk to yourself. And I promise you the results will change. And you're living example of it. I'm living example of it. We're both here. I've got my show. I've got a couple of shows. Talk to us about Weekly Dose of Daniel, because I got to tell you, man, your branding, you're on point, you're, you're committed to this. I've been on your show. I've watched your show. I support the show. Talk to us about the inspiration of what you wanted to do with that and where you think that's going to go for you in the future. Okay. Uh, so I just wanted to say, I'm sorry right now. You'll see me like just, I'm just dripping sweat uh, because I went to the gym before I came on as well. So I didn't get time to, to freshen up or anything like that. But, I thought you were just excited to be here. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just dripping with excitement. That's what it is. All right. So what you do to Dano, man, this has been absolutely life-changing. Um, basically, the whole point of the show is to highlight everything that, you know, we talk about the real stuff that's going on in people's lives. So we talk about the ups, the downs, and everything in between just to talk about their life journey. Because, you know, think about it like this. If, if Let's say you got a, um, two points, right, and then a bridge connects the two. If you don't have that bridge, then what are you going to do? You're just going to fall into that ditch. But when people come on and share their stories and share their messages or their goals or whatever it is, it helps provide that bridge to say, okay, you are able to do it. And it gives the person that's watching that bridge to move on to the next level. Because if somebody's telling you not to do something that's in a negative capacity, then you don't have to fall down that ditch. You can just skip that obstacle and go. And now whether it's your soul's purpose in order to – you know, go through that obstacle, maybe down the line, that's a different story. But at least with the show, we can give you advice and just talk about the real stuff to say, hey, you know, you can really make it through anything that it is that you want. And it's just a safe space for people to come on and share their thoughts, their ideas, their comments. Um, all of my supporters, I call them the, the positivity posse right here. So yeah. come be part of the positivity posse. And it's just really just a, a fun time. And it's, it's my favorite time of the week. And it's all about, you know, it's, it's not just for me. It's for everybody that's watching. So just like, you know, you pour into me just as much as I pour into you, Chris. And I don't think you really understand, like, how much it means to me for your support. So it's just for a place for people to come through and, and let their voices be heard. I love it. I love it. And I know you've been doing it for a while and you're most welcome. I, I pour into people where I see that opportunity that they're going to take it and they're going to run with it. So I dig what you're all about and the fact and whatever I can always do to support you. You know, I got you. What have you like when you think back, how long you've been doing the show now? Almost two years. So, wow, you've been doing it longer than I've been doing Ron and Scripted. That's awesome. So when you look back over doing that, what are maybe some high points, maybe some guests or some learning lessons that that have really impacted you? Like I can think back on a couple of shows where I've had guests where like I had uh, this lady, un Unstoppable Tracy Schmidt. She literally has no arms. Like she's she was born without arms and legs and she's freaking amazing. She sails boats and she does all these things. And and she just talks about the power of tenacity and like not giving up. And, and you know, I don't have limbs, but I, I, I've got my little chicken leg and she can do all these things. What maybe maybe a guest or a topic or something that you remember a particular show that really impacted you that when you look back on your career so far? Okay, so I can tell you this and it may sound cheesy, but I promise you it's the truth. I don't really have a favorite episode because every single week I learn something new, whether it's like a piece of technology that I get to upgrade on or it's a piece of advice that I can go implement literally an hour after the show has ended. I mean, I think they all teach me a different point, um, whether it's something about myself, whether it's something for the show. So I don't really have a favorite um, but the first one that actually came to my mind is um, there was a woman, her name is Virginia, Virginia Rose or Virginia Hodges, what I know about. And she survived the sex trafficking industry. I think she was in there for, I, I don't want to misquote, but basically she escaped um, the sex trafficking industry. And now she she came out to be like a, a world, world renowned photographer. She's doing all these amazing things. Damn. Were you going to say something? 
No, no, no. I was just blown away. That's whole. That's I love that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So there was people like that that have come on the show. I mean, I've had people that have literally died, had no heartbeat, no pulse, and come back to life and to share that you know what what the person that they what they saw on the other side. Or I remember this guy. He's Alan. Allen is his actual name. Uh, his dad died and came back to life. So he shared what his dad saw on the other side of the veil, uh, so to speak. So there's just so many different lessons and things that we talk about that it, it's really hard to pinpoint one, but those are like the the most, I don't know, like I, I don't want to say craziest, but the right. most pure, I, whatever words you want to use, the craziest episodes uh, that I've had. So I, I really don't have a favorite. I love it. I love it. I'm the same way. Every, every show brings about a different experience for myself. I mean, I can point out different shows, even solo shows that I've done. I'm like, man, I was on fire with that show. I can remember some shows where I was like, fuck, I just talked in circles. I had no idea what I was talking about. So I've had all those different situations, but this just popped into my head. So I'm going to go with it. What are some of you like, do you have like favorite questions you like to ask people? No, I'm all about questions. I'm all about questions. So I always have like certain questions that like are really get me fired up. Do you have any of those questions for you? No, you know, I always change the questions that come about. I mean, there's the, the we close the show uh, the same way all the time. Is if some I, remember, I know you remember uh, somebody's in their deepest darkest point. What kind of advice would you give them in order to get out of it? But every show is tailored to the guest. So I'll do like a, a one hour discovery call with the person to see you know if you're the right fit for the show. Tell me a little bit about yourself. And everybody's story is different. While there are some similarities. It's all about the details. And that's, I mean, you said it so many times to me before, and I'm ultra appreciative. And every single time, I, I think there is, let's just say out of 100 episodes, which has been way more than that, probably 90 out of the 100 episodes, everybody always says, you ask the best questions. And please, just the way that you ask your questions is absolutely fantastic. But I think it's because I tailor it. So I don't really ask the same questions over and over. I take the time to discover the person and to see what their story is and how to really tailor it to what their messaging is or what their goals and their, their lessons have been. Nice. I love that. I love that. So I have a favorite question. I like to ask people one of them normally, like I'm just doing this raw and scripted, but I, every once in a while I pop this one pops into my head, me being the no excuses coach. What are some of the excuses that you give yourself and how do you overcome them? Um, well, number one for me will be I'm too busy. So, like, if a friend is trying to hang out, be like, oh, I'm too busy. I got stuff I got to do. And if, you know, whatever it is, that's the number one excuse that I give myself is that I'm too busy. Um, I, I wanted, I think that's a half quote. Though. So what I personally believe is that when people says they're too busy, I think they're too busy thinking. So <laughs> thinking about the stuff, they're too busy thinking about the stuff that they need to do. Or they're too busy just not taking action. So I think when people say they're too busy, I know for me, I just think that they're, they're not taking enough action. They just think a lot and they're not actually doing. Uh, so that's one of the excuses that I do tend to give myself some time. Um, I think another thing too is that I, I kind of, I'm kind of a perfectionist where I need everything in, like to be just 100% all the time. And I think that's another form of an excuse as well because I, I won't post content, um, you know, some days just because I'm like, damn, I... Uh, you know, there's like the sound is kind of off or the picture's not that great or the color is off. So I think that's another excuse that today, actually, when I had that discussion with my friend, um, he's a channeler as well. So it was came through spirit or God or universe, whatever you believe in. That's that's just what I believe in. Uh, so I think it, it came through him to say, yo, everything doesn't have to be too perfect. Um, you know, so I, I think that's another excuse as well. Like even coming on today, like I'm not shaved or I don't have my hair done or, you know, I just came on and I think this is my first practice in order to fight that excuse. I love that dude. And you look great. And that's, you know, I was, I was in the same spot. I was like, you know, I did a live radio show for two and a half years called the kick-ass radio show. I did it on blog talk radio and God's honest truth. When I was thinking about doing a podcast, I had somebody approach me from the speaking to the heart podcast network. I was actually a guest on somebody else's show that was on the network. And after the show, the guy, the producer guy who owned the network, he's like, I would love to have you on my, on my network as a show host. You're amazing. You know, have you thought about doing a podcast? I'm like, no, because you know, everybody's got the, you know, they're, they're editing their podcast and you know, they got certain cameras and lights and all that. I'm like, I'm just, a, I'm like, I'm just a raw dude. I don't want to, I don't want to worry about editing. I don't want to worry about if I say, um, a thousand times I said, I'm not like that. I, you know, but it's taken me a while because I was that perfectionist. I wanted everything to be perfect because I didn't want to fail anybody. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be looked at, you know, as anything else. But when I was sitting there like thinking about, you know, the podcast and everything, and I was like, you know what? 
And I was like, okay, what name would I call it? How would I want people to understand what they're getting into? And so Ron and scripted was really like how I am. And that's really what I evolved into because I just trust my gut. Like before as a speaker, I had everything planned out and everything scripted in my brain. And I was like, that's not me. I'm just, I want just want to go from the heart and go from the flow. So that's when I created Ron and scripted. And I started letting go of some of that perfectionism. And I just realized it's all about the connection. It's all about the execution because if we wait for things to be perfect, then we're going to be playing the someday game with ourselves. We're going to be hoping and wishing and praying. Oh, when this is right and that's right, then I'm going to do this. And life is passing us by. So I'm glad that you're embracing that because once you let go of those excuses, it's amazing what you can accomplish. Because if we learn from our failures, we could sit there and say, you know what? It's not a failure. It's a, it's a stepping stone. It's a learning opportunity. And then we trust our gut and we trust that it's all going to happen on the right purpose and the right reason. Then the universe has got our back. Like you yeah. said, the law of attraction. Yeah, 100%. And I, I think a, a big thing, too, is that you don't decide uh, if your content is good or not. You know, that's the other people to decide. So as long as you throw them out the content, it doesn't matter if you think it's good or not because you're feeding the other people as well. So they're the ones that are going to determine if it's good or not. And you just have to kind of play off of that, too. And I know, you know, as a as radio host and a show host as well, you just got to do the best that you can do and just throw it out there. And just you have to understand that that's good enough. Whatever it is that you're throwing out, and don't get me wrong, like you can't have, you know, shitty quality, shitty video quality or like bad audio quality. Like obviously, you know, make sure that you're doing the best that you can, but you have to believe in yourself to say, hey, this is what I know to be true. I know this content is great. And if I know that it's great, somebody else will think that it's great too. So just throw it out there. Yes, 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 yes. Imperfect action today is better than a perfectly executed plan that never gets to see the light of day. Yeah. And that's what I tell people. It's like, just go for it. Just jump into it, you know, and trust your gut and just trust that the universe has got your back. If you got it, you know, you've got the right mindset and you got your values and you're congruent with it, there's no way you can potentially fail. So I love that. Um, I'm going to grab some of these comments right here. And I got a couple, we've already been going for 45 minutes, dude. It's crazy. Um, Jacqueline says here, Dana, we need more guys like you, Christopher and Scott. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Jacqueline also says here, you got to kick, kick it in gear, smash your goals and make the most out of your life every day with no regrets. Yes, Jacqueline. I love it. I love it. We got, uh, we got your mom in the house, Jeanette. She's go salutos. Yeah, I, hope I said go. that right, but thank you, Jeanette, for being here. You're an amazing person. She's making waves. Actually, I got to get her on the show too. remind me after the show to send her a link because she's doing amazing work with her nonprofit organization. Oh, yeah. Um, definitely, definitely got Lancelot. What's up, Lance? Um, he says, live in the moment. That is absolutely true. You know, that's one thing that I've learned in my life is like, again, going back to that perfectionistic attitude and everything else, it was about that safety and that certainty and that security. But the thing my son has taught me, like just to be present, like, you know, I used to be Monday morning quarterbacking everything that I did, or I was in the future kind of planning things out and thinking about this or that. But my son being here, it's like, you know, just be present and play present and playful with them, you know, just enjoy these moments because life is passing us by so fast. So, when I think about that, I think about the way I wake up and how I start my day. Do you have a particular way you start the day to make sure that you're having a kick-ass day? Uh, to be honest, no, but I do some things. So uh, recently what I've been doing is number one, I wake up at the same time every day or I'll try to, uh, and that time is, oh shoot, sorry. My, uh, give me one sec, I'm still here. I'm still oh. here. My, uh, my charger came out. Talk about Ron unscripted, right? Uh-oh. <laughs> He's like, woo, his, 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 his computer's going to die or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just got the notification right now. My apologies. So, no um, so yeah, so every day that I wake up, I like to listen to Abraham Hicks, and she's basically like another yep. channeler as well. Um, yep. So she'll just give, like, you know, people will go on her stage just to make sure that everything's, you know, they'll come on to talk about a subject, and she'll help guide them in the right direction. So that's the first thing that I do. I just listen to a piece of content to make sure that my day is going about, you know, absolutely fantastic. So that's the first thing. I try to wake up at the same time every day, which is around, it's, there's two times actually, six o'clock or 10 o'clock, which is a, um, you know, a different thing as well, which is like two different times, but those are just my two times. Um, and I'll just always just make sure that, you know, I, I get, get that positive self-talk very early in the morning. Um, you know, some days I will. The first thing that I do, I'll meditate sometimes, but that's not really a routine. I'll do it every every so often. It's not an everyday thing. And uh, just that positive self-talk to say, hey, thank you. Thank you, God, spirit, um, universe, whatever you believe in. Thank you so much for giving me another chance to achieve whatever it is that I want to achieve on this earth as well. Dude, I love it. I love it. Christopher's asking, explain Channeler. So Channeler, basically, everybody has their own different version of it, but from what I've seen, a lot of people, it's the same thing. 
they'll they'll put their consciousness like away or they'll just like tuck it behind you know they'll, they'll just put it somewhere that they're not act actively present so that um with abraham hicks uh, you know everybody knows abraham from the bible uh that's the person that actually comes through and speaks to the person so like if i was a channeler i will put my consciousness back right now and that spirit or that guide will come talk to you to speak from the realm that's you know beyond earth uh so everybody has different ones like there's a, a course that i'm doing right now it's called the course of miracles and yeah. this lady says that jesus is the the person that comes through to give the messages as well um there's abraham there's there's um i have a good friend of mine she's a channeler uh oracle dominique rivera her, oh, her person that she channels for is um the oracle of apollo you know uh, apollo Apollo, mm -hmm. the Greek God. And even yeah. then, I was like, man, I don't believe in any of the Greek God stuff. Like, we could talk about it. Like, we could talk in schools, but I didn't really believe in it. Uh, so she, like, channels for Apollo. So that's what a channel is. Hmm. Awesome. Hope that answered your question, Christopher. I appreciate that. Um, what, this, is, this is something that just popped into my head as well. If you could have a conversation with anybody alive or dead for one hour, who would you want to have a conversation with? And who? what would you want to ask them? Oh man, I, I've never really, I never really thought about this one. I, I think it would be, uh, I, I think it would be uh, Jesus probably. Yeah. Uh, just to say like, hey, like, you know, were you real? Did you really, you know, walk the earth on this time? And how much of the story did they get right? Um, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself, like, because they, there's so many different versions and theories of them that I would want to know what that spiritual entity is, uh, the vibrations. What am I supposed to be doing? Uh, I think that would just answer a lot of questions for me. Um, and I think that it would be that person. So, yeah, I, I don't think that. any historical figures, really. I mean, I hear Abraham Lincoln, his 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 life has been absolutely amazing. And he was just such a smart man. But I, I think I would want to go for the, um, the spiritual answer route. Nice. Nice. I've never had anybody give me that answer. I've asked, asked that question periodically. So I love that. I think what you're to your point about Abraham Lincoln, when I was uh, back researching, you know, I, I, I grew up with my mom, obviously, and had um, she had a lot of challenges. And, and the reason why I'm successful is because I looked at everything she did and did the exact opposite. And in order to do that, I studied like autobiographies for like a period of five years. Like I was just li literally reading autobiography after autobiography. And one of them was Abraham Lincoln. And I'm not a history guy. I, did, I mean, I dropped out in the seventh grade. So my history comes from my wife for the most part. I'm like, explain to me what happened in the 18. I don't know what the hell happened, like in all this different stuff. But, you know for me, it was his story. Like his story is so amazing. You know, talk about, you know, adverse situations and ultimately becoming the president of the United States and how many times he failed at things and how much, how he didn't ever give up. I mean, that is truly remarkable. So we definitely got to, to understand that our story is being written as we're continuing to go on. So my final question for you is where do you see yourself in five years? What things do you want to have accomplished in the next five years? All right, so with this question, I don't like to give a direct answer because let's say if I were to list off so many things that I want to have done, I think that comes from a, a place of limitation. So if I say, let's say, you know, I want to make a million dollars. Well, if I say that, I could have had a hundred million or I could have had, you know, more than what the, the, the request that I'm asking for. Uh, so in order to answer this, I just want, I just want Weekly Dose of Dano to be as big as it possibly can, to impact as many people as it possibly can, and just to make sure that you know I'm, I'm going down the right path and I'm just helping out as many people as I possibly can in whatever that capacity that may be, um, whether it's you know superstardom or whether it's you know helping out the locals, whatever it may be, just let me be able to do it, you know, physically, mentally, just to be able to make sure that um I, I'm just doing the best that I can do. Dude. Dude, I love you. I think you're awesome. Give me some final thoughts. If you if you had a microphone to the world right now, we know there's a lot of chaos going on, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of divisiveness, a lot of name calling, a lot of labels, a lot of shit going on. And being a man who's positive, being a man who trusts in God and faith and universe and source and having such a clear mission of what it is that you want to accomplish in this world. You have the microphone for a minute. What is what you say to the world? Well, what I say to you is that please don't feed into everything that's going on in the outside world and start to turn into the inside world. I mean, I know what the addition was, social media and all this other stuff, it's so easy to get sucked into it. Um, you can also hack your social media as well. Make sure that you're liking positive posts, sharing positive posts, like they're on Unscripted Show right now and Weekly Dose of Dano to make sure that you're spreading that positivity um, because if, the more that you start to consume this negative content, it's going to 
you know, go into your conscious mind and into your subconscious mind, and it's going to play into your outer world as well. So please start to fight through the noise and the programming that we've been, you know, succumbed to through ever since birth. Um, just make sure that you're going with inside yourself and you're quieting all the noise that's that could be from the outside world, but don't give that too much effort or energy or attention because everything that you need is really inside of you and make sure that everything on your inner world is cleaned up and up to date. Dude, I love it. I love it. Dan O, rocking the raw and unscripted show. Where can people get a hold of you? What are some of your social media stuff? I got a few here that I could put up on the screen. I just put the uh, the weekly dose of Dan O. Where are some places that people can get a hold of you? Uh, so on Instagram and TikTok, it is Dose of Dan O. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn with Daniel Echeverria. Uh, right there, you see it right there. Oh, look, you already got You did your homework, my man Chris. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, yeah. yeah, so really the show page is really where I want everybody to go just to make sure that they're experiencing all the great content, um, whatever lessons that they need to learn, it can be found there. Uh, and there's so many other things that we offer on there too, like the, the street segments. And you Dude, know- I love those. Yeah, just to meet so many other people that, thank you for that, but just to meet so many other people that might be going through the same thing and can give you that positive emotional support that you may need. Uh, so that's why I really want people to go is to Weekly Dose of Dano TV. On Facebook, you can find it on YouTube as well at Weekly Dose of Dano TV. And just, just shout out, man. Just give me uh, my email is actually dosedano at gmail.com. So you can just send me a message. Send me a message through Facebook. Man, yo, you're really on it. I didn't think you had that. Um, just make, just give me, just shout out. Just say, hey, what's going on? And, you know, let's have a conversation to see how I can help you or you can help me or whatever it may go. Just send an email. Just send, just reach out. That's it. I love it. I love it. Dano, I appreciate you, brother, for being here. Um, I'm going to place you backstage for a second. I'm going to shut down the show. Don't go anywhere because I want to still chat with you. You said you had something to talk to me about. I can't remember what it was, but we're going to we're gonna finish this up. So thank you for being here on the Ron and Scripted Show. Thank you for the opportunity, Chris. I appreciate it. You got it, brother. Hang on for just a sec. There you have it, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls. 56 minutes, 26 seconds of pure fire. I told you guys this conversation was going to be fire. I love and appreciate Dano so much. He reminds me of a younger version of myself. And, you know, what I want you to get out of this show is that you're limiting beliefs. You know, your beliefs can either limit you or they can cause you to expand. And trust me when I say this, I had no self-confidence. I had no belief in myself. You know, I struggled with just getting through the day every single day of my life. And it wasn't until that I finally got to the situation where I decided to take responsibility for my life. I stopped tolerating all the bullshit excuses. I stopped, you know, people pleasing everybody else at the sacrifice of my own mental health, my own physical health. And ultimately I started getting around the right people. I started investing in myself and getting coaches and joining masterminds, even spending money I did not have in order to be here today in front of this camera talking to you guys right now. Had I not make, made those choices to put myself first, not being selfish, but having self-love for myself and getting around the right people and just being committed to my bigger why, my bigger purpose and my bigger clarity. That's what we want from you for you guys here on the show is every single week when you show up is to take some of these strategies and start implementing them in your life every single week. You figure that there's the show's on for 52 weeks. You can go back and you can listen to the last two and a half years of the show's just take two or three things. Just if you take one thing out of all those shows and you apply them, your life will be remarkably different. But that ultimately starts with you. It ultimately starts with you guys looking in the mirror and saying, listen, I'm done with this shit. I'm done tolerating this negative self-talk. I'm done tolerating people's bullshit. I'm going to start living my life for myself. And that starts when you have your why. So what I invite you guys to do is to take this opportunity and write a mission statement, write a vision statement for yourself. If you don't know, know what those are, you can Google it, take responsibility for your actions and write some, write some things down so that when you wake up in the morning, you read that and then you set the intention to fulfill that purpose every single day that you're alive and you give yourself that opportunity that failures and mistakes are really truly stepping stones to what it is that you can accomplish. And I promise you, your life will change. Your life will change. And what I want you most of all to do is to take the opportunities that you've been blessed with in this world, the challenges and the things that you've learned and go pay those forward. Go out there and whether it's your social media posts, whether it's picking up the phone and talking to somebody, take that social currency, take those lessons that you've learned and go help others, others other people to become the people that they can become so that ultimately we can change the trajectory of the world that's going on around us and we can leave this world in a better place for our kids and our kids' kids because they don't deserve to inherit a world that's fucked up. And together, you and I can make that difference and I know that you guys will do that part of my misfits for life of the kick-ass nation every single day in every single way. Let's make this world a better place, starting with ourselves, starting with the way we wake up and the intentions that we set every single day. 
I love you guys. Let me know if there's a guest or a topic that you want me to cover here on the show. This show is for you. The show is for me. It's for us to have a weekly conversation, to grow and expand ourselves. I appreciate you guys who all have showed up. Jacqueline and Ray, uh, Lance. Lance says here, wow, thank you. Uh, Ray says here, great content as always. Thank you. Um, Jacqueline says here, she goes, glad you stepped up to the plate, the plate, Christopher. You helped so many people, including me. Thank you. You got it. Some guy named Daniel Echeverria says, thank you everyone for the support. <laughs> What's up? Daniel's backstage already fucking chiming in. We got Ray with the three sunglasses and everything. Um, and, uh, let me see if we have another, uh, conversations going up here. I want to capture this that Robert said, he says, uh, let me see. Was this the one? Um, da, 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 da. Yes, I think it was this one. He says, if people can see your face and hear you and you can deliver the message, being all in on anything will come through. So thank you for saying that, Robert. I appreciate you. You're always very verbose on the on the chats and everything. So thank you for that. Um, Lance says here, live in the moment. Absolutely. Um, yes. And uh, Jacqueline says here, uh, try being an overthinker. Been one for years. Every blasted thing I overthank. And that did not work out for you, did it? It did not work out for you. So again, um, and then uh, Chris also, thank you for being here, Chris. Chris says here, it's Buddha for you. Yep, Buddhism for me is same thing. Just, you know, going out there, being the change that I bitch about, you know, that's what that's what's going on. So we appreciate you guys for being here. Lancelot says, amen. This is so refreshing. Thank you, new friend. Hey, thank you. I appreciate you. We just became friends today. Um, and then um, Daniel sitting there saying, you know, check out the, uh, the, the interview that we did um, at the um, Power of We Symposium. Those are on my YouTube page as well. And, uh, um, that is it. I think that is all actually Ray says here, no excuses, coach.com. Of course, go check that out. We appreciate you guys. Anyways, we'll see you here next week, every Tuesday, 7 PM Pacific standard time, go out there and be unstoppable. We appreciate you guys. Stay kick-ass and classy. Love you guys.